0: You're listening to the ACOG District Two podcast series. Let's connect, where we create connections with our patients, our communities, and each other. Hi, I'm Dr. Saint Jean, and I'm pleased to serve as the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusive Excellence Advisor for ACOG District Two. On today's episodes, we have the honor of having Dr. Laura Kim, who is the Director of Urogynecology and Reconstructive Surgery at NYP Queens. Dr. Kim, it is so wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation
1: to speak on this awesome podcast. Um, Queens is a very diverse community um, and the population is predominantly immigrant women. Um, My patient population is over 60% non-English speaking and we discuss taboo topics like urinary incontinence and prolapse. So thank you for the opportunity to bring some of my learning um, through this patient population to the podcast.
0: Yes. And I think this will be so helpful as we as professionals and as OBGYNs, as colleagues, as we further want to connect with our patients. So thank you for being generous of your time. And please share with us some of the things that you would like other providers to be aware of as we look towards servicing and treating our patients.
1: So five things that I've learned um, about this population include, number one, patients are not necessarily aware of their anatomy, that there are three openings. Most think there's only one or two, and they get confused when we discuss things about vaginal procedures or pessaries, because they think their bladder or rectum is going to be operated on directly or closed. Number two, patient versus ob lingo may be different. Mm-hmm. Patients get very confused regarding a partial and total hysterectomy. They assume a total hysterectomy includes removal of the tubes and ovaries and partial means that they're left behind, which is very different than our super cervical versus total hysterectomy lingo, as well as salpingophorectomy. Yeah. Number three, technical words are just technical, regardless of the language. Mm
0: -hmm. Just
1: because there is a translatable word for something like vagina. Many immigrant women and conservative cultures use, in quote, down there, or they just point. Mm -hmm. Um, They get very bashful as Mm -hmm. the expression Mm -hmm. and even when you use the translated technical word such as vagina for those patients it's meaningless um, because they don't really have a concept of what's going down Mm -hmm. below number four don't assume education levels um, because it can affect their comprehension of their gyn health Mm -hmm. kind of goes back to point one a lot of my patients actually have an elementary school education level. Um, and I think this is what the NIH's clear and simple communication recommendations for readability levels of sixth grade patient education materials come into play.
0: Yeah.
1: And number five, patients have diverse cultural assumptions about their health. Post operative and postpartum care involve traditions that could affect their future risk of illness, but some traditions may not have been correctly carried out and actually lost in translation or in practice such as patients being afraid to take showers or take medications um, Mm -hmm. after surgery or postpartum due to fear. So these were some of the items of patient perspectives and possible sources of miscommunication that should be considered as we try to improve our um, healthcare access, health equity, and consider social determinants of health.
0: Dr. Kim, that was so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think also it allows us to have a closer lens in how we can better care for our patients and serve all the aspects of their needs. So thank you for joining us. That's five. Until next time, stay connected, stay engaged, and visit us on our website at www.acogny.org for more in our podcast series.